Scruffy Audio Network. All right, man. Just another day in the wood gym. Uh, this guy needs no introduction. He's been on the show before. He's the number one cat in the gym. His name's Dr. James Chu. Chewy, how are you, buddy? Good. Good. Man, thanks for taking time on a Sunday at 1 o'clock to get in here and uh, try to discuss this topic that you and I have been talking about for a long time. And I think I'm trying to make the, uh, not the transition, but more of the, um, you know, doing the pro athletes, the high school athletes, the college athletes, the in-shape CEOs that I have, uh, freaks like you strongest guy in, he's 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 my uh floyd mayweather of the wood gym pound for pound the strongest guy in the gym walking badass himself chewy. without the money with, with chewy well we don't know we, we, we don't know you we got to pull those financial reports say what's going on so i got you in here for a second time on the show because i think it's 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 come i've, I've had a revelation about um strength and conditioning and wellness and performance and speed and strength and and, and all the things that that are going on right now. And I feel like we lost a generation of, you know, the godfather of fitness, Jack Elaine, that you and yeah. I have talked about. You know, Chewy and I have had so many podcast shows that haven't been on a podcast in the wood gym of, you know, late nights, early mornings, or Sunday afternoons when I'm supposed to be home at 2 and you're supposed to be home and we're sitting here, mm-hmm. you know, batting the fat for another hour and a half of, mm-hmm. of topics that you see every day and that I see every day. And who I talk about, the godfather of fitness, is a man named Jack LaLanne mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of people don't know about. You know, the generation is gone. The older generation, I would say. The jumping jack. That's where we got the, the, ja- the jumping jack. The jumping jack. Yeah, right? from Jack LaLanne. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, if people Googled him, he was your ultimate fitness guru of two hours a day, seven days a week. So Way ahead of his time. Way ahead of his yeah. time. So what I'm trying to transition into is train the pro athletes are great, train the high school athletes are great, but that 35 and up, the 40 and up, Mm -hmm. the 50 and up, they don't have anybody to go to because we talk about the same thing. If you go to social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all the same. You have a 26 or 27-year-old female or male trainer that are doing these outlandish exercises and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, you could do this, or you have... Yeah. It's all performance-based sports performance coaches on these sites. And it's like, well, I don't want to have a 40-inch vertical. I can't do a 40-inch vertical. Never I'm 55 could. years mm-hmm. old. Never could. Yeah. You know, I want to take care of my heart. I want to get good sleep. I want to lower my mm-hmm. cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch out for type 2 diabetes. Um, and I think that just dawned on me just listening to other podcasts of other coaches that are going through the same thing of like, that's a lost generation. You know, so again, Chewy, you see it, you're a medical doctor, you have Mm. a practice, you talked about it forever. I know I'm getting long-winded with this, but I'm going to set it up and then you're going to freestyle it like a Frisbee, is is we we talk like you go, Charlie, your wood gym isn't the norm of our society. And we're going to get real. We're going to get real on this. And this isn't just one show today, people. It's going to be a series of shows because this is very, very important to me. And on my heart, now at 51, you've established yourself. You have the jerseys on the wall. You're Mm -hmm. doing all that. You're labeled the speed guru guy or strength guru, whatever somebody wants to call me. Mm -hmm. We talk about from obesity to mental mental illness that you and I talk about on and Mm -hmm. on. And going, 
you're like, Chaz, what you see in the wood gym of a Harrison Smith or a C.J. Procise yeah. or a Chad Pennington or a Todd Helton or Leonard Fournette mm-hmm. or Luke Hochave or yeah. a Jan Gomes. I mean, we go on and on with all the guys that you have coming through here. That's not the norm. That's not the norm at all. You know, <laughs> it's, not, it's it, not even the norm in their fields either. It, but, but I mean, it's here all the time. And so you, you know, I, I've been here long enough to see all, many of those guys come through here. And you, you, if you're surrounded by that, you kind of feel like that's just how how life works. And it's 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 really not. I think I think you realize that after you you know you have sat in you know, hospital ERs or, you know, waiting at the doctor's office and you, you see the segments of population that I see every single day. I mean, it's, it's, um, you, you sense it first with your eyes and you, you, you walk in here and what do you see? You see these guys in the physical prime, you know, these guys who are, um, and girls who, who are, you know, even genetically gifted um, and just not uh, came into this world above average for sure. And then, you know, the mentality and this, this and that, the training, all that. Um, but then you, you see what's out there in the real world by just walking in your grocery store or whether lots of people or the airport, you know, especially the hospital waiting rooms or whatever it may be. And it's a, it's, it is not the same thing, Right. We talked about that a lot. Well, you know, I've been fortunate enough, you know, and unfortunate enough to be in the hospital uh, this last year with a couple of events that have gone on with some of my close people. And you're sitting in these hospital rooms and and the waiting rooms. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we could go on and on of if one partner is out of shape and, and looks 15 years older than what they are. The other partners right behind them, sitting down next to them, looking the same way. Right. Okay. Then we go to what you were talking about this time, almost this time last year, where I was in the hospital for almost six weeks, you know, watching a loved one basically fight for her life and pass away. Is, well, Chaz, you know, when they're 70 years old and they've done everything to their body they haven't been able to, that shouldn't be doing, and then they're like, here, now, now fix them. You know what I'm saying? Like, here, here's here's my oil that hasn't been changed in 20 years, and my tires are bald, and and my brakes are gone. Right. Now, it's up to you to fix it. Fix the transmission now, after you've not put oil, good oil, and changed it out and taken care of it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's... The, the the horse is out of the barn by then, you know, for and, a lot. And, 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 you know, you think as – and I guess it is my age, you mm-hmm. know, and I think even you, when you get – I mean, you're super fit. You're uber fit. We get this. But when you get even older, mm-hmm. you're going, no, wait a minute. You know, like like Jimmy Haslam, one of the guests I had on here, and, he, you know, he's a very, very close friend of mine. Just for example, he's going to be 66 years of age, trains in here yesterday at 11. Before he trained, he did six miles of hills of Mm -hmm. walking. And if he could get away in the afternoon, he was going to do another three miles. I woke up this morning at six. Boom. Mm -hmm. Jimmy's on there going, I did my three miles. I'm like, so you're telling me you did nine miles of walking Mm -hmm. and then a wood gym workout at 11. He's like, yeah, just like you said, I have to do more as I get older. Yeah. But we feel like we have to do less as we get older. Mm-mm. You know, like our guy Ben right here slouched down in the couch. He could get away with it because <laughs> he's young. He could get away with some cheat days and uh-huh. I'm not going to do anything. So you could do less as you're younger, yeah. but you have to do more as you get older. Yeah. But 
but the pendulum swings the other way. Yeah. We do less. Uh, you know, it's not for me. I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. Well, yeah, you're not 20. You're not 30. But you could still do things every day. Oh, yeah. And I think we always point to the one guy that you and I both love, and that's Laird Hamilton. You know, that guy's around your age. He's 55. 55. I'm 51. A little, yeah. little bit older. Um, and he had a guy um, that he worked with for many, many, many years who was s- decades older than him, yeah. uh, Don Wildman. Yes. And, and talking about a man in his 70s and 80s doing what 20 and 30-year-olds can't I think do. he was 84 doing hella skiing yeah. where you jump out of a helicopter exactly. and ski down the thing. You know, And my yeah. oldest client is Jimmy's father. He's yeah. 89 years of age, Mr. Jim Haslam Sr. Yeah. You know, I mean – Still functional, still functional, like still wanting to come down and get balance and get this. And as you said, you told me this, and maybe I heard on podcast, but you've told me for years and years, you never see an 80-year-old obese person living. Mm -mm. And all my older gentlemen are skinny. Mm-hmm. They're in shape. They look like Olympic triathlon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real, really thin, you know, and and yeah, not much of a gut, if at all. You know, it's it's there's a there's a physique to those who pro, do that, you know, really prosper health wise in their 70s and 80s. And it, they're never, never overweight. I mean, I'm so what, but Chewie, we could go on. I mean, that's why I think I'm, I'm embarking on another chapter of the wood gym, mm-hmm. you know, because the wood gym is a place where, you know, two more dads started yesterday because how I'm recruiting these guys now is I'm older than the parents now when they bring their 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. 17 year old and they walk in and their face is swollen. It's mm-hmm. red. They have these these type two diabetes guts yeah. that are chilling out there and you just walk up to them and I, and I hit them hard with how old are you? I'm mm-hmm. 46. And I'm like, Holy shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And they're like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. Like you're really practicing something like, do you want to, you know, watch your son go through college? Do you want to get married? Those are the goals that should be more sure. of not the body fats. But then, you know, the big thing, Wang, is we got to figure out, how do people settle for 33% body fat when they measure it on my, my, my body fat thing and go, man, you know, and we talked about this. Yeah. Do they look in the mirror and go, nailed it. I'm looking good. Yeah. You said, no, they don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, or in their complete denial of, of where they are. Um, and, and I think part of it is that your eyes shift. Now, we, we're, we're in, a, in, a, in America where... 67 percent you know two-thirds of americans close to it but maybe a little bit less are, are overweight and so that is by far that that means the average person that you see is unhealthy as far as weight is concerned and so it's never more evident to me when you know you come back to america from maybe say an overseas you know you just you, overseas trip or, or, or something like that and you you land in an american airport and you're like oh my god you know, people in America are massive, just huge. And, you know, and that should never be normal. That should be an outlier in your mind's eye that, you know, walking around like that. But it's not. I mean, I think everybody else, you know, um, you, you know, if everybody is of a certain type, you know, of ill health, then that becomes your, your new normal. And that in, in, Sadly enough, that should never be the case in America, right? I mean, richest, richest place in the world, richest country in the world. But that's what we see. And I think that so if you're, you know, 
if you're 33 percent looking in the mirror, there's a lot of people that are 33. There might be some that are even uh, even bigger, you know. And if your cohort of people that you're hanging out with is is of that type or bigger, then I mean that you, you might be slaying it. In, I mean, in comparison. I, but it, it, the the shift of where we are, you know, in a lot of ways, it needs to come back towards you know what's what's reasonable for a healthy human being. And it's, we're so far off of that in, in our society. Um, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be that way. You know, you know, we talk about Jack Lalanne, who's a small man. I don't think he even was five foot five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Rocked and a unitard. <laughs> yeah, at his own show. He did have it. And, and, but like you said, you know, at 80 years old, I remember maybe 75. I remember my old man was in the, in the uh, airport. And saw him with his wife. They were both in crazy shape, but you could tell that she managed him. Oh, you know, oh, like yeah. she was the, the head handler. chief, managed the handler, yeah. and he was doing his thing. And she, you know, he was as usual. Mike Patron would do is talk to him for a minute or whatever because he remembered him. You know, yeah. like, and he still said he looked good. I mean, he came up with the juicer. I remember right. having one, <laughs> right. the juicer. I remember, you know, yeah, and yeah. he talked about the greens and everything that you're so hell bent on. Of like, I get my greens in, yeah. I get this in, I get this in. But, I, I just don't get, but Chewy. But also, but you know, back to him in his 40s and 50s. I mean, he was swimming in Alcatraz, pulling a tugboat. Yeah, and he's five foot five. Yeah. You know, I mean, and oh, and the feats he did, the, the, the physical strength of, and he was not. I mean, he would tell you beforehand in his life that he was fat, overweight, ate a bunch of sugar, and was in terrible moods, and you know all this kind of stuff as a young child. And then when he started going into fitness, uh, you know, he he bettered his life and you know became this like evangelizer for all things you know fitness. But he, he you know. You can see the possibilities of what you can do in your 40s and 50s if you – you know, you don't have to pull a boat across the English Channel. You know, it, that, that's not what we're saying. But it, what it demonstrates to you, he's probably the physiology of the everyday man. I mean this is not an Olympian. This is not a genetic freak. He's five foot five, turned his life around with a lot of discipline and the right mindset. And in his 40s and 50s, he's outworking – 99.9% of men and women half his age. Like, so why can't you do it? I think that was the appeal to a Jack LaLanne and why he was so, you know, popular and ahead of his time is because, so why would you then settle for 33% body fat? If you know that you could be like the everyday man and if you were to apply, you, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do all the things that he did, but you could do a hell of a lot more and feel a lot better. I mean, why not? I mean, that's that's the whole point of a guy like that. Why he's not, you know, yeah. If you had, you know, one of these ex athletes that could, you know, jump forty inches, and you know, that 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 doesn't speak to the everyday person. But a guy like that, you know, who's physically unremarkable, but made himself remarkable over, you know, because of his discipline and that. I mean, I think that's kind of what's missing in, in maybe the Instagrams or whatever it may be that that you're targeting towards. But I mean, I think that's kind of what would, uh, you know, set things apart from, you know, all these super exceptional athletes that is in the fitness world today. If that makes any sense. It makes tons of sense. Cause we're talking about a guy like, I guess you hit on another thing that I want to really strive for is 
the average guy doing the unaverage, and that's Jack Elaine. Like you could relate to that. Like yeah. okay, not pulling the boat, we get it, but he's going be fit, move every day. A happy joint is a movable joint, yeah. and and I I do think you know I'm getting back on Laird Hamilton, but. Yeah. I don't think he's a freak athlete as much as he's freaky into the best he can be with, with holistic wellness. Yeah. You know, because if you really listen to his podcast, we could go on forever. As, if you listen to his podcast, he talks about taking uh, the, the turmeric, you know, yeah, right. or the right mm-hmm. teas or the right sleep. And, and he believes if you wear yourself out through the day, you shouldn't have all these sleep problems that everybody has and if and if you stop drinking alcohol four hours before you go to sleep right. and an hour of caffeine before you, you could do so much more but right. nobody picks those choices that right. he does and he does um minimalist exercises that keep him fit yeah. and he looks fabulous now can he jump on a box like harrison smith at 43 inches with a 40 pound weight vest no no but at, the but age at of 55 he's slaying it he right is yeah. bringing yeah. it, you yeah. know, but he's active as hell. Yeah. And what did he say in his podcast? I'd rather lay down on a sword yeah. than to stop moving every day. Yeah, Absolutely. Or retirement. He talked about I retirement. Mean, as far as medicine is concerned, I, I, I don't know of a better medicine for what America needs in nutrition and exercise. And probably exercise number one. Because I, I think it's, it's, you know, everyone has a tendency to pick this you know diet and they swing with their diets up and down and and, and there's a lot of controversy as to what what's the appropriate diet and all all that and that's really not my area anyway but exercise as far as a fundamental medicine that people need i mean we're in such short supply of it i mean and it's really you know we set in the medical world we set the bar so pitifully low that we say hey you need to do two to three uh, days of no more than 15 to 20 minutes of very slow walking as a start. And, and, and really, everybody should be doing well more than that in their daily life, but that's, how, that's where we are with a lot of people. Now, this is not to discount the fact that there are a lot of people that have true illnesses that you know keep them back or injuries or whatever it may be. So, I mean, there are some true exceptions out there, but for the vast majority of, you know, reasonably healthy Americans who have a chronic lifestyle problem, I mean, we have set the bar so low as to what people, what we prescribe for exercise that it just, it blows my mind that we have to start that low. You know, that's a great point. I mean, it's like, you know, 15, I mean, what are we doing here um, that's, you know, every bit more than that? You know, and we, we will see some people come in once or twice a week and, you know, it's a heck of a lot harder than 15 minutes of, uh, you know, slow walking. And we say it's not enough. Right. I mean, that, it, even just coming into the wood gym, you know, banging out some circuits once or twice a week. And we're like, that's just a start. And but we're asking our public to do even less than that. That's a great. You point. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I had a fit dad in here yesterday that I've trained his son. He's, he's a hell of a ball player. And the dad, I think is 37 or 38. And I said, what do you think your optimal fitness is a week? Like mm-hmm. time days or yeah. whatever. He said exactly what you said. Yeah. Uh, three days. And I'm like, so the other four days yeah. you're doing jack shit. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's what we're, we're getting at. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all the infomercials from, uh, uh, Tony Horton, Tony, yeah. whatever his name is, mm-hmm. talking about 
six minute abs, six minute workouts, yeah. fifteen minute workouts, PX ninety. You could get it all done, and it's complete bullshit. Like <laughs> you can't do that. Like, yeah. and it's not even sustainable because then the people don't see results, and then they stop doing anything instead of going. Here's the truth. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. It's not convenient. It, it's not going to be convenient. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do something at least. Six days you, a week. You're going to have to eliminate some of these things that you you like doing that's not good for you. Or, you right. Know, it's just, you know, make time for this or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Right. And it's not um, it's not even that we're sitting here wanting to be life coaches. No, that's not what no, we're saying. No. We're talking about exercise general and fitness. Health, is general, mm-hmm. general health that mm-hmm. blows me away. Mm-hmm. Now that I've pulled back uh, and I've had time to just sit back. And what's next mm-hmm. for me? Yeah. Where's where's my next chapter? And it's just like if if i don't scream from the top of the mountain going are you kidding me and yeah. and i've had some people close to me the last year pass away yeah you know right. i mean my financial it's, advisor it's, it's, dropped dead at 47 or 48 yeah and and likely to health choice you know like lifestyle again other, his his like boy that, trains yeah. here you know he comes mm-hmm. in he works out and then he comes and picks him up and he's my height and we talk about this nobody means and measures yeah. Means and measures. We're in a time in 2019 mm-hmm. where nobody wants to take accountable for the numbers. Because what, Ben? Numbers don't lie. People do. <laughs> and it's a damn yeah. truth. So I go, hey, big man. I said, you look a little swole today. Face red. You know, the belly's hard. I said, you want to get on the scale? I said, what do you think you weigh? He's like, I don't know, 240, 247. Got on the scale. 279 pounds. Yeah. Now, are you going to tell me, like, Oh, oh, and that's another yeah. thing that we're not supposed to do in the strength and conditioning personal trainer industry. Don't weigh too much. Let yeah. your body do. Oh, okay, so at, oh, at oh, our yeah. age, five pounds. The, yeah, the numbers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, how do you feel at five, I, ten, two, seventy nine? I, I think to an extent that might be true how you feel, but that's after a lot of getting in touch with your body over a long period of time. If that makes any sense, like. You know, we, we, we've also talked about these high performers that, you know, they've got uh, a decades, a couple few decades worth of, uh, you know, relationship with their trainers and, you know, they're at the peak of their game and yet they can talk about how their body feels. That's not, that's not, we're not talking that, me that's and not, Harrison That's Smith. not you, right. Right. general public. It's, right. it's, you know, because at this point in time, if you're talking about 15 minutes a day, you know, you have no idea what your body should feel like at that point in time. If that's where you are, you know, you could do so much more and you won't know where that is without a lot of time and hard work um, to get there. You know, you know, and if there are people that are listening that are already fit and, you know, they're at that point, you know, good on you. But we're talking about the average American and, and, and it's, it's so far, you know, as far as the, the curve of where we are, we're so far away from that. And, and so applying these you know ideas of it's just how you feel man now maybe you should step on the scale take a look take a hard look at what you're eating take a hard look at you know and be very very objective about those things and 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 work at it you know and you know the the numbers that you should be looking at maybe maybe is hey i'm I'm not as winded after 20 minutes of hard work or i'm not as you know over more so than maybe the scale initially but I mean, am I doing more? Am I, you know, in objectively looking at that? Am I, you know, in the end, a little feeling a little bit better? Am I, you know, there's some other things to look at besides just the numbers, but, you know, but at the same time, measurables, they matter, right? Yeah. And and I think that you, that 
so well said, so well said of like um, the balance of the means and measures to how you feel. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could go overboard, weigh every day, be, you know, obsessive compulsive with the weight, yeah. weight. But then if you're doing that, you're probably, like you said, probably pretty dialed in of like trying to figure some stuff out of like, I can't get over this or if they're, you know, doing a competition or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is to how you feel. Mm-hmm. The... But if you're at that point, you're not. This is not the conversation for you. No, this this in the conversation, yeah. and, and I do think people not only do they have to weigh, but they have to have the body fat analysis and muscle to fat ratio because mm-hmm. then you're working with if you're going to start lifting and things are going to change and move around and that type of jazz. But I, 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 I think the topic of our conversation today. I want to bring you in, and, and we we're talking about the obesity and that the more. Doing more is okay yeah. because it, the last – I've seen the shift, Chewy. Yeah. This, I'll be 29 years in this business yeah. this May. 29 years. Mm-hmm. I've seen the shift of less is more. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Now, like, again, Harrison Smith. Hey, Harrison. Right. What about the third set? You know, Chaz, I'm good. Two sets. Cool. Less is more. The guy a, knows his body. That's a lot of wood in the fire that he's placed over his life. We've been training since life. eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. And so that was he twelve, and yeah. now he's thirty-one. We get it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about the business people. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the normal person that tries to run through here yeah. and sees me once a week or twice a week mm-hmm. or three times a week, yeah. and then that's all they do. Right. So it's not money hungry for me. Going, you know. Open up your checkbook. You need to get in here about five, six days a week. I'm yeah. saying do more when you're not in here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's and what we're talking for the, about. For, for that, you know, kind of average average slice of America, it, we're so far away from where we should be as far as activity. And like you said, it, you know, five, six days a week, it's not going to kill you. It's actually where you're going to find your, you know, your improvements, right? Well, and and that's where you know again. You know, too, it's been an awesome ride with you guys from you, Pennington, Freddie Smith. You know, I've had all you guys on, on well, knee chat on our godfather of <laughs> web that, you know, catapulted me into what I'm doing mm-hmm. and, you know, godfather of my kids. But you three guys have watched this journey from height when you were in high school yeah. and I was training you now to, are you 42, 43? 42. Mm-hmm. You're 42 and you got your own goals that you kicked ass on from all the mountains. You're just seeing the trend of, of you have to be accountable, and I think that's lost, and I don't know what our world's gotten to. So when my business guys come in, I treat them like athletes of, don't forget, scale and body weight Mondays, mm-hmm. you know, because they've had the weekend. And they love it because they're like, man, if I didn't have this place to come to, I might forget about getting on the scale and definitely not going to measure body fat. Yeah. So you keep me accountable. So it's almost like some of the guys I have, some of the cats I have, they're just trying to keep the tide from going out too fast. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like if they could hover at that 187 to 190, mm-hmm. okay, cool. But if I don't see Chaz or come to the wood gym, yeah. I could slip up and be 194 in a week. You know, if they travel, right. they come back and they're like, well, shit, I just put on three or four pounds. Yeah. Did you weigh it all? No. Okay, well, let's get back on. Yeah. So you And, and it, sometimes they're a little... I don't know, tiffy, pissed off, like, yeah. you know, or the, I don't want to get on today. Well, that yeah. means that you haven't been doing your cardio, your work, your yeah. movement. I'm and not a, even talking. A bit of an exposure to, right. you know. Right, what, yeah. right. And yeah. I guess, you know, like you said, of dabbling into your field of nutrition, dieting, fads, 
I think we're talking about just do something more every day. Right. Right? Absolutely. Like there's enough I mean, uh, nutrition yeah. plans and diet plans and all that. I mean, as a, I think I, I, for me, I think uh, the, the baseline is, yeah, just do, f- start out with doing more. Doing start more. out with do, doing more. I mean, and, and, you know, the diets and all that kind of stuff, yeah, that's going to be important. But, I mean, if you're not – if step one is that you're 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 not getting up and you're not moving every day, then that is something that that needs to be fixed. I mean, and and that's a conscious decision, you know, by by anyone that can make that. But I mean, I, we we have settled for a very low bar, um, you know, especially in the medical profession. Um, and also, like you said, the uh, part of the accountability is that you know the fat shaming and this this and that. But I mean, how else to a degree? Can you keep yourself knowing where you are with some, at least some measurables, you know, and yeah, you don't need to measure yourself three times a day, but maybe every other day or something like that. But I mean, it, it, the numbers won't lie. Like you said, you know, are you pushing more? Are you, you know, if you're wor- working with weights, are you, you know, how are you going to benchmark your success to a degree? You know, is, is, is through the, through the black and whites of some, some numbers, right? And, and, and balancing that, right? Is that, I think that's what you're, you're kind of saying, right? Yeah, and, and you use the word the fat shaming. Well, I mean, how about shame with love? Like how about mm-hmm. being honest and real because it is uh, 1 Corinthians 13 out of the Bible of if I didn't say anything, you know, that doesn't mean – that means I don't care. Right. So me – you know, we'll take an example of a kid I had about four or five years ago that walked in the door. I think he was a freshman mm-hmm. and he was, you know, 290 pounds in fat. And I told yeah. him, I said, if you don't get in shape, you won't live to see your sophomore year. Yeah. And it clicked for him. And the damn kid is is amazing. Uh, you know, he went into diet, went into five, six days a week, and, you know, got down at one point to like 178 and 181 pounds. Yeah. Was this, you know, because it almost, it didn't shame him, it scared him. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And the shame, that's all on you. Scare is, oh, shit, I got to do something about it. Yeah. I got to get going. Yeah, as a motivator. You know, it's, yeah, I, we, there's, you know, this is a good good place for you to kind of concentrate your efforts on because I mean, we do need that every man, Jack LaLanne to get these people up and going. I mean, as far as a, a platform for you to at least help with some of that, well, I mean, it's, it's a good, it's a good way to be, you know, you know and, 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 and being able to, you know, apply, you know, the kind of, uh, sciences and expertise on this area that you have that, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, it's going to be a harder, harder battle than you know finding the leonard fournettes oh yeah i mean that's the whole thing you get voicemails dms from athletes hey i want to come in this off season you know washington national pitcher hit me up dm hey i'll be in there in october want to great let's roll we got you that's not that's not what i'm trying to these guys are like you said type a personality wood gym that's how i started the format of the podcast everybody is already the elite cheetah Trying to get a little bit faster, right? You know, right. the bear trying to get a little bit stronger. Yeah. They're already the strongest, the fastest, top of the looking game. Looking for an edge, you looking know. for that next edge, that one percent body fat, that yeah. one tenth to take them to playing to Pro Bowl level, right? Or or All Star level, right? You you're right. This is totally different. Like I don't sell that part it, of my it, business. It's like how it, the, one of the hardest things that I do in medicine is is trying to because I mean some of the backlash that you get. You know, is is that uh, you know if you're not giving a pill, if you're not giving this or that, you're not providing care. You don't care about me because you're not giving me something I need in order, you know, to swallow or whatever to make myself feel better. 
and especially in the world of pain, which is where where I, I you know I, I do my work. I mean, that's it's a very 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 hard sell for some, and you get some you know some some hate as a result of it. But it's like you know we we have our psychologists that work with us in in order to get those. You know, there are going to be some people that are what we call pre-contemplative that are they. I mean, it doesn't matter what you say; they will never. It, it, their current mindset will never be able to, you know, transition into some type of motivation. But it's those people that are somewhat on the fence of whether or not they they are ready for an active amount of change. Like, how do you draw those people into a more active kind of mindset? Um, that's always been a a real challenge for us because it's. It's like, well, you know, how do you put down the pills and, and the procedures and live a, a, a better life and lifestyle? That's it, it is something, you know, a lot of people give the um, medical world a lot of criticisms for saying, well, you, all you guys, you know, cram pills down people throw. You never talk about nutrition and diet and all that. Now, let me tell you, if I were to give a nutrition and diet in a talk like this to some of my patients, they would there would be some who are in this pre-contemplative mode or whatever it may be. Could be a health literacy issue, whatever it may be. Um, that you know, I, I I'd be looked at as the devil. And then there there are some that would are thirsting for that you know information uh, on, on wellness and other. And there's some others that are kind of in the middle. And you have to have the like right approaches in order to you know kind of pull them. A, pull them towards that more active, motivated self, um, it's not easy. You know, if they don't want it, they don't, you know, you're coming in with these active mindset, these highly motivated individuals that are here that want, that sought you out. And then, you know, so their, their motivation level is a lot higher than the average. But what do you do about that one, you know, that generation or the, that, that kind of middle area that are kind of thinking about it, but they don't want to do it. And, you know, how do you, how do you get them onto that other side? That's, that's, that's really hard. I mean, there's a lot of psychological motivation techniques and whatnot that I, that my psychologists know more about than I do, but that's, that's kind of, you know, even in medicine, it's, it's a hard thing to do. And a lot the medical doctors don't even think along these lines because it's you know the time to have the psychologist and this and this and that you know where where they don't get paid for it and you know it's it's not worth their quote unquote time because that's not how they get to make their money that's not how they get reimbursed so really in the end like platforms like this you have to go almost outside of the entire medical industry um, to you know resources like this that can be accessible online. That's how you're going to draw those people out because you're not going to find it in our world, if that makes any sense, in the professional medical setting. Yeah, I mean, because you're not the pill guy. I mean, you're not the pill guy. And, and I need to tell everybody here that's listening or watching or in this room or in this wood gym, I forgot when you brought me to your facilities to, oh. to look around. Yeah, and, yeah. and he has a PT center. He has psych you know, he has, he has yeah. the, the psychologist in there. So it's 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 everything to get those people better than meds. Yeah, now, and you, it's hard. Well, I'm I mean, you, it's you, really hard. You talk about overweight, and, and, you know, the first thing everybody does is as soon as they lose 10, 15 pounds, their joints feel better. Oh, 100%. You know, and, 100%. so that's yeah. the first thing we preach is like, you know, when somebody's like, you know, and I have guys in here oh, and yeah. girls. Mm-hmm. You know, my back and knees are killing me right now. And I'm like, well, try to drop 15, 20 pounds, see what happens. Oh, man. I mean, they said taking another high. There's never been a patient I've ever seen of mine that regretted losing 10 or 15 pounds. <laughs> right? 
It's yeah. never almost universally if if they're overweight, they um, they always feel better. Mm-hmm. Period. The end. Mm-hmm. There's never. They, I, I never. The regret comes when they've added ten or fifteen. When they lose ten or fifteen, there's. I have never met a patient that ha, has been like, yeah, oh, that was a bad decision. I mean, I did forget. I mean, maybe that was three or four years ago when you said, "Hey, come down, check my place out." You know, and, mm-hmm. and maybe I, I had an oh, that's when I had the whole neck and shoulder yeah, thing yeah, of, yeah, of right. everything was numb and I couldn't lift my arms. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I was falling apart also, and yeah. you know, I was heavier then yeah. and doing a lot of uh, not making the right choices through the day. Mm-hmm. You know, from from all all the things I was trying to mask too. Mm-hmm. So and and it caught up with me. Sure. You know, it sent me to you, sent me to Cleveland Clinic. Yeah. You know, it was mm-hmm. on. And then when I got to your place, you're like, let me take you around. And I couldn't be more proud of, of what he was doing. It was absolutely like he's the man in this building of everything. It, it's holistic. It has everything. It has the psych. It has the therapy. And I maybe, you know, everybody in there looks at Dr. James Chu, and I was just calling him Chewy because I always see him <laughs> from Spring Break or Wang or Jimmy <laughs> Chu. But I was like, I'm so proud of this son of a bitch, man. He's, he's nailing it, and he's keeping his, his – uh, moral and value compass right in the line is he's not like i've had tons of patients some athletes and they're like he's not writing scripts easily he, he's not <laughs> he is going to make no. sure you go through all yeah. these protocols first yeah and then go there and and that's what he was saying i mean he shared some stories i don't know if he can from HIPAA protection on 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 mike but like the obese people that that come through there that oh, you're just like you know, let's that, but you think it starts with the mental aspect. So there's so much of it, you know, and I mean, it's, it, there's, you know, the, the mental game is, you know, learning from our psychologists. Uh, it's so hello childhood com- complex, <laughs> you know? Yes. It's, I mean, we could go on and complex. on. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's its own. It, that is own. That's its own. Um, but, uh, and probably more than what we're here for today. And maybe we'll do that later, but, it is um, extremely complex. It's never. I'm always shocked by how much I don't know about it and how much more I need to know about it. But you know, psychologists kind of you know r- remind us how important it is. But but don't it's you, very complicated. You know, yeah. I know you're very active. You're six. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't know your 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 daily routine, but mm-hmm. it's very active with jujitsu and yeah. coming in here at mm-hmm. six days a week. Don't you find that it's the best? energy drug going is exercise 100 i mean that's why we that's why i do it um i feel so much better and and i think that's kind of where the scale is you know at some point in time you know if you're on the other side of you know this wellness hump where you need to you know kind of push through that do more you know get dialed in you know optimize yourself and you know for some people that might take a couple few years you know others might take less but once you get to the other side there's no looking back because, I mean, you know, if you if you were to remind yourself how how you felt prior to your, you know, kind of engagement in more of these activities, I mean, they, why, it's it's basically like, you know, you know, I, you know, physically, you know, I, I if you were, you know, in some impoverished ghetto and then you're out on the other side in, in, in the hills of, uh, you know, some affluent city, like, why would you want to go back? <laughs> You know, right. Like, why would you want to go back? Right. Into, you don't go uh, you, back. You don't go. Back. I mean, and, it's a know. one-way street. You know, like you know. Right. We don't, they we, don't go back. We, we, Once we, they make it, they don't uh, go back. Not to get too political, but like you know, 
people aren't in Texas aren't knocking at the door to go across the border into Mexico, right? right. It's the other way around. So it's like that with wellness. It's like <laughs> once you get to the other side, it's like I don't want to go back, you know, because you feel so much better, if that makes any sense. It makes great sense. And, and then I'll, I'll end it with this last statement. I mean, because we're going to have tons more segments because you're going to see different individuals coming through here yeah. that I've, you know, not hammered the dads or whatever, but hey, instead of sitting out of the car, because no parents are allowed in the gym while we train, that's, you know, yeah. forbidden here. That's get <laughs> yeah. the hell out, you know, yeah. sit in the car or come in and train. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've had some of my clientele that are over 40 or 50 Instead of sitting in the car, you know, eating something or going to Starbucks and get grabbing a muffin, get in here, yeah, move. You know, I yeah. used to do that, used to do that. So when no, you man. talked about the last thing, the push to the pull, yeah. and I think I want to make a uh, shirt that says that on the back, is you don't want to be pushed into doing it. You want the gravitational right. pull of, I want to do it. Yeah. You know, and that's, oh, yeah. that's what we're talking about. At first, you're going to go, I don't want to do this walk. And how many times do you feel better? After a bike ride, a training session, a walk, whatever it is, when you're done with the 45, 50 minutes, what, you're like, oh, my gosh, I, I have can do more. It's the best decision I've, I've made. It's the you best. Know, for, for, you know, it's like, you know, that getting over that kind of sluggishness. And then you're just like, you know, I never regret showing up afterwards, right? You never regret it. The regret is when you don't, don't do it. Right. You know, just get out of here. Yeah. Get out of the house. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you feel much better. All right. Awesome. All yeah. right. This will this will wrap up the uh, part one of the new movement. 2020. <laughs> it's coming. Thanks, yeah. Dr. James Chu. I love you. Oh man, love you. So blessed. Yep.